What is up, guys? It is Stu. It is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Too many of you are working very, very hard. You're just not working smart. You don't understand the bigger principles that exist within the industry. And because you're so busy inside of the gym, you haven't had the benefit like in the opportunity like I have to travel the country, see the world's best micro gyms and boutique studios and learn their business strategy and tactics. I've taken everything I've learned in this industry. And remember, guys, I started off in this industry back in 2007, opening and working with Globo gyms and learning the business side and then came up through this micro gym revolution and have continued you to be able to learn from these top dogs, some of the top minds in the industry. And I've brought all of that to Microgym University, the only online business school for Microgym owners. If you are into self-education beyond getting your level 17 kettlebell cert, and you actually want to increase your business acumen so that the next time you're talking with owners or you go to a conference and you have the floor or you're having a roundtable discussion, people shut the fuck up and listen to you because you know what you're talking about. They walk away from the conversation like, holy shit, that guy's smart. He knows business. That's what most of us are missing. We all roll up the bay doors. We all show up early. We all put in the hours. But the difference between those of us that are able to make this thing what we want it to be is those of us that do hard work done smart. Guys, I've made it super simple. This is not how I make my money. Uh, I've made it as cheap as possible. Microgym University is $50 a month. Cancel anytime you want. Go to the link in my Instagram bio. Get enrolled. Go ahead and start going through the one-on-one and then the 201 and then the 301 courses. Choose and pick as you'd like. Get educated on the different strategies and aspects of running your business that you could deploy. And if you have any questions, we've got an entire Facebook group that allows you to go and ask me questions in live time. And I'll get on there and do a video recording or whatever it may be to answer your questions. Again, the link is in my Instagram bio. Go get enrolled in MGU and start doing hard work done smart. What is up, guys? It is Stu. And it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. So I posted a video, it was a clip from a podcast I did where I was on Jason Kalipa's Effort Over Everything podcast. Me, him, and Gabe uh, were jamming on uh, sales and all kinds of different sales topics. So Jason shoots me the the long form video, my team cuts it up uh, into a bunch of micro content. And one of the pieces that we highlighted was this conversation of should coaches also be salespeople or should you find outsource, should you outsource salespeople? And, you know, I know like, uh, Sean Pastuch has got very strong thoughts on this and, and how he's been successful with it. I've heard, I, I've seen it all, right? I've seen the dedicated, you know, sales individuals that are hired that are not coaches. And I've seen obviously the double dip of having your coaches sell and they all work. I just want to talk about a few things for you to think about is, you know, if you're considering which one of those ways to go for your micro gym. So first off, if we're talking about two camps, one camp is I'm going to hire dedicated salespeople and I'm going to hire dedicated coaches. All right. They will not overlap. That's one camp. The other camp is I'm going to hire coaches who can also sell. That's the other camp, just so we know which one we're talking, the two camps we're referring to. So when you're looking at this, obviously the first camp, hiring dedicated individuals for both of these processes requires more payroll budget. Even, you know, I've had to be like, well, what if I just get the salesperson on commission only? 
Yeah, good fucking luck. Like, who do you know that's going to do in-person sales on a commission-only basis? Just pop into your gym when you got consults, do the consults, and leave. Like, it's not... The likelihood is very low. Like, very, very low. You can find that for, like, outbound sales, like, for phone calls. Like, there's plenty of people you could go hire right now on Gig Salad or Upwork or Fiverr that do outbound sales. Like, literally, you give them the scripts. You give them the thousands of phone numbers that you have in your list, and they call and do outbound sales for you and book appointments. And you pay them hourly. Um, Very few do it based on the amount of appointments they book. But anyway, um, there is that option, right? That that is 100% an option, especially if you're not good at cold calling or you don't like cold calling. Now, if you've got the budget for these two, I like that idea. If you have the budget and can keep all the you know financial margins and your financial model in line, because I truly think like I want the best possible at a thing, and it's very rare that you're the best possible at both sales and coaching. It, it's not impossible. And I've met people like, again, I will, use, you know, I think I'm really good at that. Uh, I think guys like Sean Pastuch is probably really good at that or Jason. I, I do believe that we are the outliers though. I think most coaches are, you know, it is all, it's, they're not, they do not have the God given nature to, to be great at sales. Now you can nurture them and train them and all this other stuff. And I know Sean made a comment on the the video about like drilling it and practice it every day. And I agree. Like if you drill it and practice it every fucking day, you will get much, much better. Right? You know, if you get a basketball, you suck at basketball, shoot hoops for an hour every day, you will get better. However, though, again, in just this model where I have enough money to hire for both positions, I would hire for both positions if possible. Now again, that is a very unique case study. You got a very unique comp plan. You gotta have a lot of fucking liquid available, cash available in the business to do that or have a really good commission tier um, to get someone interested in that. Because these are gonna be in-person sales, right? You're gonna be having someone booking consults, all that. And that's what training directors do. Like you guys that know my backstory, know my you know experience working in the global gym world, that's what we did. Training directors came in, we developed the coaches to sell and upsell their clients. We oversaw the training that was happening, but our main thing was, you know, booking ourselves with appointments and selling people on personal training. That's it. I'd come in and be like, what my book look like? Well, so you got a nine and a 10, a 12 and a one, and a three and a four. Cool. After I was done with those, I was like, those were the six hours I was working that day for the most part, right? I was just in there to take the sales, close the sales, move the fuck on. So... Most of us, though, however, are going to fall into the second camp, the one that doesn't have a crazy big payroll budget and can afford to have this extra position on staff right now. In that case, I think it comes down to what is your, what's the model? Are you running straight to class or PT first? If you're running straight to class, yes, coaches should easily be able to sell that because as you know, um, as I believe, the majority of the coaching, I'm sorry, majority of the sales should be done in the lead nurture process via the CRM. And and so that makes it a much easier job, okay? Uh, a lot of boutique studios run that route where everybody is essentially a salesperson. Um, so much of the sales have already happened via brand or via, you know, lead nurture. And for a straight-to-class model, this is more than doable. Even a coach who isn't great at sales can do this. Now, if you're a PT-first model, 
right? You're selling expensive personal training on the front end. You gotta be really good at sales the higher the ticket price is. So if you're really, you know, you've got a high ticket, you know, PT, let's say you're doing 80 bucks an hour and you're having them do 10 sessions up front or whatever it may be, this person's gotta have some sales acumen. So you've gotta ask yourself, okay, good, are my coaches, can I get them good enough? And you'll know, because you're gonna put 20 people in front of them over the course of two months, how many did they close? Like, it's a real easy thing to know if someone's good at sales or not. Just how many people are they closing? That's, that's it. The other thing you gotta ask yourself, okay, so this coach, I'm also gonna have him do sales. Will I also have him do the lead nurture? Will he or she be in charge of the texting, the emails, the follow-ups, the phone calls, conf- confirming they're coming in that day? Will they be doing that? I think they can. Even with a, a class schedule, I think it's, you know, you gotta really dial in your schedule and there's gotta be very, very strict and um, accounted for timelines throughout the day for them to do their lead nurture, uh, for them to coach, and then for them to conduct in-person sales consults. But you'll ultimately run into a, a, you'll run into a little bit of a scheduling bump at some point because if you run with the coaches doing the sales, well, people are going to come in for consultations generally during the prime times of the business. And during the prime times of the business is generally when the classes or the PT sessions are happening. And that's when the coaches are, are busy. So it's like, you know, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul in this scenario to, to develop um, a coach to be good at sales. You got to get them off the floor. And now they're not doing the thing that they're, you know, they're, that they're the star at, which is okay. Maybe they can afford some time off from there because they're already great at it. The point being here, I don't believe there's a, a right or wrong way to do this. I think it's going to be based on your unique scenario. And, you know, I would ask you this, you know, let's say you are, you're not having success with a coach, the coach is making sales. First off, you know, what have you done to actually make them better at sales? Are you a good sales coach? Like, are you actually good at this? Do you understand it? Can you train people on it? Or is this something you should probably outsource? Like I literally been brought into studios and gyms just to do sales training because that's the area the owner is not fucking good at. They can sell and they're not even sure really how it works. They're like, I don't know, I think it's just because it's mine and I'm so excited about it that it works, but I don't know how to train people on it. Okay, that's fine, I do. That's all I did for years in the global gym world. So yeah, I, I, we can do that. So let's say I train them, all right? Are they performing as you need? Like, as again, every you know, for every lead, if they're gonna fuck it up because they're not good at sales, even with the training, we gotta have a, a come to Jesus that not everyone is great at this. It's a personality thing as well. There's a lot going on, and what I would you know I would argue against is if someone's trying to fit round pegs and square holes. I'd be like, no, no, no. They have to sell. They can sell. Like, no, not everyone can sell. And let's just say you believe everyone can, not everybody wants to. And I'm such a big fan of GWC. Uh, it's like, you know, it comes from Traction, the book by Gino Wickman. It's how I run a lot of the courses I teach at MGU when it comes to HR and team development. But we, do they get it? G. Do they want it? W. Do they have the capacity to do it? C. And that W one's a bitch, man. If they don't want to do the job, then, and you want them on the team, like they're an amazing coach. They're like one of our best coaches, but they suck at sales. 
Are you really going to fire that guy because he's not good at the dual threat role? He's not a wildcat quarterback who can run and throw? You're really going to fire him over that? I mean, maybe. I guess if you're like, dude, my model is going to be all coaches can sell. If you can't sell, you're gone. Fair enough. Um, I Again, I... I don't believe it has to be one specific way. It's going to be based on your unique situation. Uh, but if you ever need some help or guidance because you, you want someone to look at your unique situation and give you my recommendation as to which way you should go and then how specifically you should go about you know, achieving that or optimizing that, dude, just shoot me a, or do that, whatever, guy, girl, whatever. <laughs> Shoot me a DM on Instagram and let's get on a call and, and dial this thing in. Because the one thing you have to have, you have to have sales. Like, you have to have it. You have to have it more than you need good coaching. Yes, that's that's the truth. You need the ability to sell more than you need great coaching. Um, without it, you die. Without great coaching, you're just mediocre with the opportunity to improve. But if you don't have any sales, you're just dead. You're you're literally fucking dead. Business is over. Game fucking over. So, all right, guys, that's all I got. If you have any other questions uh, or comments or want to jam, shoot me a DM on Instagram. And otherwise, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.